It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jamal Mosley probably said it best. LeBron James happened. That's, 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 that's kind of how this one goes. We'll recap. Uh, Disappointing finish to the Magic's road trip. It's locked on Magic. You are locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is December 13th, 2021. My name is Will Prosperic. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, the Orlando Magic complete their West Coast road trip with a disappointing loss to the Los Angeles Lakers. There were some silver linings, perhaps. We'll talk a little bit about those. We'll talk a little bit about how the Magic fell apart. Uh, and why their youth is still just the biggest issue in the world. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, we do want to thank you for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Whether you're listening to us right when we doubt, right when we upload, right when we hit your podcast feed, uh, at work, at lunch, on break, on your way home from work, working out, before you go to bed. No matter when you listen to us, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We're available for every download podcast as well as streaming on YouTube. Today's podcast also brought to you by PrizePix. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Look, uh, Orlando Magic obviously had a, had a real good chance to win on Saturday against the LA Clippers. And I'd love to talk a little bit about that game and, and talk about how well the Magic played to keep that game close and, and, and give themselves a chance. Um, 
yes, there were some rough spots, as there always are. Um, the Magic had to scramble at the end to, to come back. But uh, increasingly, and I, I feel very comfortable and confident saying this, increasingly, I believe that as long as this team keeps games close, they have a chance to win. If you put the Magic in a one-possession game late, I have confidence that they're going to make plays. Cole Anthony hitting the big three to tie that game. Terrence Ross with all the shots that he hit and his ability to get to the line in that game. The Magic just got to get to the fourth quarter. Um, So many of these games. I mean, the stats say it. The Magic are one of the best fourth-quarter teams in the league, but that always comes with the caution of, well, they're down 20. They're down 15. You know, they're scrambling to come back. Um, They're able to close those gaps a little bit, but they're rarely in these close games. Um, Their close game record, their clutch record, I I don't have it in front of me, but I imagine it is much closer to 500 um, than their regular record is. Um, Again, close games are 50-50 propositions. And honestly, like I say all the time, I will continue to say this, good teams don't win close games. They avoid them. The good teams are the ones that don't have to play a lot of clutch games and they take care of their business early. Um, But obviously winning in the clutch is a separator between a eight seed and a six seed or, you know, a eight seed and a five seed even sometimes um, or an eight seed and out of the playoffs or in, in the lottery, like the magic are the magic right now, are a team that just can't get to the fourth quarter. Um, and so if the lesson from this road trip is game against the Rockets got to the fourth quarter, had their chance to win, or they had to rally a little, they had to rally late to, to make that game close, but they got there um, lost to the Kings uh, again, Relatively close game, just didn't have the the courses to get to the end, perhaps. Um, the, the Clippers game had every chance to win that game late, put themselves in position to win, had to rally again to get there. And then you get Sunday's game against Los Angeles Lakers. Sunday's game where the Magic were not playing their best through the first half. Um, a lot of sloppy play, but they were able to kind of get it back by, by digging in defensively a little bit, which is exactly what you want to see in taking a three-point lead in the locker room into the halftime locker room. And honestly, I thought the bench group played better than the starting group in that game. Um, and, and that's a, a, you know, that's a huge deal for this team with how much the bench group struggles. But then the third quarter happened. Another one of those killer runs, a 23-0 run for the Los Angeles Lakers that turned the one-point magic lead into a 22-point deficit. The Lakers outscored the magic 36-10. LeBron James at 14 in the quarter. And, and frankly, LeBron James really set the tone in that third quarter. He had a couple of threes early on. I think he had like six or eight points or nine points, something in the first like three minutes of the quarter. Um, The Magic were staggered uh, and you could see them kind of flailing and trying to get themselves back into it and trying to find their center again, trying to find themselves again, just trying to scratch out any basket just to get some confidence. Um, And the frustration obviously bled into their defense uh, and they all admitted it after the game that a little bit of the, some of the issues were that their defense got its energy from the offense and with the offense struggling and the frustration building on that end, the defense really struggled. And in any case, the Lakers were a fantastic fast breaking team. They had eight fast break points in that quarter alone. Um, they were pushing it right down the magic's throat and, and catching the magic before they could get their defense set. Um, you know, every, every team's going to be better with their defense set. Um, but the magic are, you know, not the worst defensive team in the league when they get their defense set. They're the worst defensive team in the league in transition. It's a, they miss a lot caught in transition, secondary transition a lot. That's where they get themselves in trouble. And, you know, I think there are still some issues just understanding and getting down the rotations the Magic are trying to get. They give up a lot of open threes, especially off, dri- off drives and kickouts. 
um, with, with players who are just frankly um, collapsing too much into the paint. The Magic found themselves down big, down 25 points. And on the last day of a road trip, um, it, it looked the team looked tired. Um, I, I, I They won't say that. I will give it to them. They look tired. They look mentally exhausted. They look beat. Um, and the Lakers just drove it into them. Again, LeBron James is LeBron freaking James. Like he's he's gonna take over games like that. Magic don't have an answer for that. Um, and, and they don't have a consistent way to score and play to beat the elite players like a LeBron James um, in those situations. Um, they, they need to kind of keep going at a solid pace when they hit a roadblock. They're a young team. They don't quite know how to figure things out. And, you know, I think there's been some fair criticism of Jamal Mosley as a coach to this point. Um, some of that is indeed Jamal Mosley doesn't know or, or hasn't had the ability to calm this team down in those situations and, and stop these big runs. Or, you know, frankly, he doesn't have the roster to, to turn to guys or, or find ways to mix things up a little bit um, in ways that can be uh, really, really productive for the team. Uh, and so Orlando, you know, game was over after three quarters. The Magic took their their knockout blow and, you know, we're happy to go, you know, seemingly happy to head back to Orlando. But as much as it's a moral victory and you can't allow the third quarter to happen, I will give the Magic their credit for the fourth quarter. Um, they were able to cut that 25-point deficit down to 10. Terrence Ross had a three with about two and a half, two minutes left that could have cut the lead down to seven to single digits, really make the Lakers sink. The Lakers couldn't put their bench units in. Um, and, you know, again, so much of what the Magic have talked about this year, and so I'm going to hold them a little bit. To I, I think we need to hold them to a higher standard. I don't think that third quarter is, ex- is excusable. I think the third quarter is something that the third qu- the stuff that's happened in the third quarter has happened enough times this year where that, that where we should be learning from that. We should be seeing the team not having these quarters. And again, LeBron James is LeBron James. It's going to happen, especially on, on the last day of a road trip like this. Um, but we do need to see these quarters become less frequent. Um, we saw that 17-0 run against uh, that the Chicago Bulls put on the Magic. We saw the big run the Milwaukee Bucks put on. The players understand that this is happening too frequently, and so they've got to figure out how to work their way out of it. Um, but I do think that they deserve credit for fighting to the end of the fourth quarter. The Magic have made it clear that their goal is little victories. They're, you know, they're not necessarily focused on winning and losing. They want to win games. I expect them to win games toward the end of the season um, as part of this natural growth. But they have really said that, you know, we're looking to find ways to, we're looking for ways to, to, to savor victories or, or, to, or to see progress in ways that may not be so evident. Um, and and I do, I'll give them that credit. The fourth quarter was better. They found their center again. They started defending a whole lot better. They got the Lakers to slow down a little bit, um, play at their speed. The Magic kind of picked up their pace, picked up their their aggression. They were able to get themselves back in the game. And again, they, they got down by 10 and then it started to become real. They started kind of rushing and hoisting some shots to try and make up a deficit all in one swoop um, with time running out. Um, and the Magic have done this before. Um, again, they've given up big runs before. They've had strong fourth quarters and games that are essentially over before. Um, you know, none of this is completely new for the Magic. None of this is completely new. Um, but I do think they deserve a little bit of credit for it. Um, again, last day of a road trip would have been very easy to take a 30, 35, 40 point loss even. Um, so I give the Magic credit for continuing to fight. Um, now we got to find a way to make that fight 48 minutes. And that's that's been the central problem of the season. Injuries certainly playing a role. We'll see if Marco Fultz comes back this week um, or next week. 
Um, I, I suspect he'll come back during a home game. So I think if it doesn't happen this week, I don't think we'll see Markel Fultz until um, either the New Orleans game on December 26th or the, the pair of Milwaukee games would be, would be my, would be my best guess. Um, now that he's practicing with the team, he, was, he traveled out to Los Angeles uh, uh, to practice with the team on Friday. Um, so again, some moral victories. That, that's a little consolation. The magic took a haymaker punch and uh, got, went down for the count. Went 0-5 on the road trip. Los Angeles Lakers defeat the Orlando Magic 106-94. Go through the box score and talk a little bit about uh, about the Magic's pace and, and how they can find their center again coming up in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at DirecTV. Look, we've all been in that situation. Um, you've got a device that lets you catch the game live. Uh, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. Um, you watch sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in to make sure you get the premiums coming out, guys. Um, go see that. Um, well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one. That means no more juggling remotes, and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Street. You can learn more at directv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Lockdown Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We want to thank you all again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, whether you're listening to us right when you hit your, your podcast feeds, uh, whether you're listening to us at work, on your break, at lunch, during your workout. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, Locked On Magic is available wherever you download podcasts, as well as streaming on YouTube. We truly appreciate you again making Locked On Magic part of your day. Let's run through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic fall to the Los Angeles Lakers, 106-94. to um, Again, the stats are a little deceiving um, because there was a blowout. The Orlando Magic um, outscored, or outscored in the third 36-10 after taking a three-point lead into the halftime locker room with a 52-point first half. Again, and they, I didn't think they played particularly well offensively in the first half. Um, they outscored the Lakers 32-21 in the fourth quarter. So again, if the Magic would have mustered up even just a little bit of offense in the third quarter, that would have been the game. Um, and I think, honestly, again, 
it, it just feels like it's a product of a young team. We'll talk more about that coming up in a moment. It's a very, very rare game where the bench units had a better plus minus than the reserve units. It's been very, very rare to see that indeed. Um, Franz Wagner, or Cole Anthony, sorry, leads the team in scoring with 21 points in 35 minutes, six for 18, shooting four for 11 from deep, six rebounds, five assists, three turnovers for him. Orlando with 19 turnovers, leading to 14 Lakers points. Again, the turnover issues for the Magic have been a high turnover rate, but they don't give up a lot of points off turnovers. So the turnover issue is less about the, the points given up by the, from the turnovers or directly because of the turnovers. Live ball turnovers have been an issue. The Magic have struggled uh, in transition that way. Um, it's less about that and more about the lost opportunity to score. Um, this is not a strong offensive team. And so giving away opportunities to score hurts. It hurts them more than it would hurt most teams. Um, and so Orlando can't be giving the ball away. And that was consistently and continually what they did throughout the course of the game. Cole Anthony has to take some responsibility for that. Again, three turnovers in the game. Um, only Franz Wagner had more. We'll get to him in a bit. Um, but Cole, again, Cole goes, just goes through these big scoring bursts. Um, that's that's how I would describe it. I mean, I think he's still, you know, I I, I mentioned this in my great Saturday's game. Um, I'm getting to the point where I'm trying to hold Cole to a little bit of a higher standard. Um, you know, this is, he, he's already, it's not that he's playing poorly. It's not that he's not doing what the Magic are asking him to do. Um, it's not that he's even not playing efficiently. It's about, okay, Cole is, is in the most improved player conversation. We need to hold him to a higher standard and say, okay, how are you going to, 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 to trend toward contributing to winning? Because at this point, the Magic don't win if Cole Anthony doesn't play well. Um, and I know that's asking a lot. I know that's saying a lot to ask a 21-year-old um, second-year player, you've got to play not perfect, but near perfect for this team to have a chance. Um, I, I think that I do think that is a, that is an unfair standard, but I want to start seeing him trend toward that toward that level. Um, you know, we we're, we're pitching him as an all star here. Um, there are people around the league I, I've even seen who said, "Hey, look, the Magic's record is what the Magic's. It ain't because of Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony deserves some all star consideration. I don't think he'll get in because of the team's record. Um, I think he'll be in the rookie game for sure. Um, but I, I, honestly, I'd say. I know, I know there's some push to put him in the, in the dunk contest. I would say get him in the three-point contest, personally. Um, I, I, think that, I think that Cole, um, I think he'd be entertaining for the three-point contest, for, for that matter. Um, I, I do think that we should start expecting more consistency from Cole. Um, but right now, you know, this was a bad Cole Anthony game. The Magic cannot win bad Cole Anthony games. And I know he's still at 21. It's good to say that a bad game can have 21 points. What the Magic need from Cole is efficiency. Um, he was good on attacking the glass. They need more assists. Five assists is a good number. They need fewer turnovers. They need him to be a better manager for the team and take care of the ball and take care of this team. Again, this is all just holding Cole to a little bit of a higher standard. We're moving him beyond the nice young player to, okay, star, you're the, you're the main driver of this team. The team's going to go as you go. Um, it's it's a little bit unfair to hold him completely to that high standard right now because of the the, the function of this team and, and, and the situation. Um, but I do think that that Cole is capable of reaching that level. Um, and, and I think he's shown that he can. So six for 18 shooting performance, not going to cut it. Four for 11, settling for 11 threes. Cole Anthony, should, Cole Anthony's a good three-point shooter, shouldn't be shooting 11 threes. He's got to get in the paint. He's got to create for others. He's got to kind of really drive the offense. Um, and he can't force things, um, which, you know, again, I think he's generally done a good job of this year. So, Definitely, definitely good signs and, and definitely signs of improvement. 
Franz Wagner, 20 points, 8 for 18 shooting, 2 for 5 from deep, 7 rebounds, 4 turnovers for Franz. Um, first game in a long time that Franz Wagner looked like a rookie. Um, I, I would just put it that way. Uh, the Lakers did a good job pressuring him, speeding him up. He made, he admitted after the game he made some bad reads. Just the defense was a little unfamiliar to him uh, and, and took him a while to adjust. Really struggled um, in the first half, struggled in the third quarter especially. Fourth quarter really picked up his play. And I think you can see that when Franz when Franz is able to, to play at a high level, when he's able to kind of get into the game, play his pace, he is really, really good. Um, again, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll probably talk about Franz tomorrow. Um, Franz, Franz is playing some exceptional basketball right now. Um, he deserves a lot of kudos. He deserves a lot of flowers. He's playing exceptionally well for a rookie. Um, this was a game where he looked like a rookie, though. Um, and so you're still going to have some of those games. Um, and he's just got to learn from it. And again, the fact I, I do think it is good. I'm, I, I, it's not. It's not ultimately the, the thing that needs to happen. But I do think it is good that he really picked himself up in that fourth quarter. Um, played a whole lot better. And obviously, the, you could see the magic came back. The magic got back into the game. They found their center because Franz was because Franz was able to kind of play at his. So that's the point. I'm gonna I'm gonna drive home a little bit more in just a bit. Um, Terrence Ross, uh, the other notable score, 15 points, four for 11 shooting, two for four from deep. Ross had a really good game against the against the, the Clippers. Um, good to see that continue, although the shooting could certainly be a little bit more efficient. Um, Wendell Carter, 16 points, six for 12 from the floor, eight rebounds, three assists for him. Um, again, Wendell, get, keep getting Wendell involved in the offense. I think that's ultimately a good thing. Six three-pointers, probably a little bit too much for him. You could kind of tell he didn't have his rhythm down. Uh, when he missed an open three early, settled for that three-pointer early. I know the Lakers are a little bit of a big team, even without Anthony Davis, um, but Carter Carter really struggled. Um, you know, something that I think is going to be worth discussing here in the next few days is whether it's time to split up Carter and Bamba. It's something we've thought and talked about uh, for really the last month, um, even even before Suggs went out. Um, despite the, the some of the success of that lineup, I do think it is really constricting space and really hampering Carter uh, a little bit. Um, Bamba left the game with an ankle injury. He only played 12 minutes in this game. So um, there might be that opportunity. They might be forced to do that uh, more than want to do that at this point. Uh, Orlando shoots 37.5% from the floor, 13 for 38 from beyond the arc, 34.2%. Just 15 of 19 from the foul line, 14 offensive rebounds to do a good job staying in the game. But again, 17 assists against 19 turnovers. You cannot turn the ball over more than you get assists. It's a product of the Magic's offense kind of flailing and, and flaming out. Um, as well as the Lakers' pressure defense. LeBron James with a triple-double, 30 points, 10, uh, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, 12 for 20 shooting for him. Had a couple threes there in the early third quarter That's that started the rumblings for the Lakers. Russell Westbrook with 19 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Taylor Horton Tucker with 19 points for the Lakers. They get 13 off the bench from Carmelo Anthony. They shoot 48.8% from the floor, 13 of 28 from beyond the arc. The Los Angeles Lakers defeat the Orlando Magic 106 to 94. A rough way to end the road trip. Again, Orlando able to fight a little bit back in the fourth quarter, but that third quarter run ultimately the closer. We'll talk a little bit about what that third quarter run says about this young Magic team and the maturity that still has a long way to go. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. The holiday season and built bars are the perfect stocking stuffer. They fit right in that stocking. 
So grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness. It's rich with hidden flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and high in protein. The best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. We'll have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. That's really unfair to peanut butter brownie because the cookies and cream one's really good. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in empty and endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Want to cozy up with something warm? Try this. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nicely melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand. If you like something marshmallowy around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. They taste so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the football season continues to march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. There are a lot of ways that basketball people use pace, um, and 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 I'm sorry. And often, um, I will use pace in all three of these different contexts. Um, if you go to NBA.com/stats, pace is listed as possessions for 48 minutes. It's simply the number of possessions that you play, and it's supposed to be a sign like, okay, this is a High-paced team, they get a lot of possessions. They get up and down the court. They take quick shots. They they maximize possessions. They extend their possessions. Slow teams are ones that don't, that bring the ball up the floor slowly, run through their offense, are methodical. Magic are right about in the middle right now, which is you know pretty good spot for them. Then there's the way coaches use pace. Um, coaches describe pace as the intensity in which you run your sets. Are you running through your offense quickly? Are you getting into your offense quickly? Not necessarily more possessions, but the length of your possessions. Are you maximizing the length of that 24-second shot clock? Um, Jamal Mosley often talks about getting into 21 offense, being into the offense past half court, 21 seconds into the shot clock, three, four seconds into the shot clock. That's how he defines pace. That's how a lot of coaches define pace, and, and, and they'll often scoff at the statistical measure known as pace, because that's not what they're thinking about. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about the intensity and speed at which they run through their offense. And I would say the Magic's pace in that sense has been inconsistent. Um, sometimes they're a little too slow. Sometimes the ball's not getting up the floor fast enough. Sometimes it works really, really well. And the ball finds open man, gives the team the energy that they need. 
Then there's this level of pace, and this is the level we're going to talk about today. The pace of a player, um, how they're playing, how they're reading um, the, t- the the offense, and how they're controlling the speed at which they play. Um, this is a little harder to define, but Franz Wagner, honestly, is a is a perfect example of this kind of pace. Um, he is a you know you hear this described a lot. You know, Cade Cunningham was described a lot this way. You don't speed him up. He always plays at his pace. Um, you know, we talk about Jalen Suggs a lot. Jalen Suggs has some pace issues because it always feels like he's going, you know, RJ Hampton's the same way, always going a million miles a second. At the point of attack, he speeds up, gets uncomfortable. Um, and finding that comfort takes experience, to be frank. Franz Wagner is a great example of pace in this way. You watch him play, he always seems to be in control. He always really, really good at keeping defenders on his hip and slowing and speeding up to take advantage and to get past the defender or draw fouls. He is adept at that. And it's something that, frankly, is really difficult to teach. You have to kind of have a feel for this. And you learn it, you get better at it, but a lot of guys can be natural at this. Cole Anthony's really good at this too. Um, you know, he generally, like, he knows how to set his guys up keep them off balance to create the space that he needs to shoot. And that's a product of him being a little bit on the small side. Pace is, pace from an individual player is really important to find advantages and find space to get shots up. What we saw on Saturday night, what we saw on Sunday night, excuse me, um, was the magic thrown off their pace. The magic made uncomfortable and the magic sped up. Again, that's another phrase you hear a lot in NBA circles when guys speed you up, um, you always have to be playing or you have to be trying to play at a pace that you're comfortable with, at a speed that you're comfortable with, that you're controlling the speed, that you're controlling things so that your decision-making is better. You want to make quick decisions, not fast decisions, if that makes sense. You don't want to make decisions that you're not prepared to make or let the defense dictate when you make decisions. You want to be able to see and read the floor. And in that third quarter, a veteran Lakers team made the Magic look really, really young. In that third quarter, the Lakers upped their defensive pressure. They got into the ball more. They sped the Magic up. They made it really difficult for for that Magic team to execute their offense, to play the way they want to play. And that's what veteran teams are able to do. Veteran teams are are able to speed other teams up uh, and dictate the t- terms of engagement. The Magic is a young team. They're able to do it sometimes. I'm not saying they don't ever do it. But the Magic as a young team looked inexperienced, looked sped up, looked like they didn't know how to handle the situation, know how to handle the pressure, handle the the way that the Lakers were coming after them. This definition of pace is really, really important um, because – you know, you're never going to be fully comfortable. It's the NBA. There's, there's great defenders everywhere. But you got to find ways to create comfort and regain control over the tempo of a game when teams like the Lakers try to speed you up, try to up that pressure, try to get into you, try to make you uncomfortable. Right now, this Magic team is not great at playing uncomfortable. Their most successful games, they've been the ones dictating the, the terms, dictating the tempo, finding that spark. 
and then pressing it. And we know and we've seen and, and know how good this team can be when they find that spark. But so much of it right now is their offense dictates their defense. The Magic are still one of the worst defensive teams in the league by defensive rating. Um, and a lot of that is because right now, A, they're down some really good defenders in Jonathan Isaac and Jalen Suggs. Um, but they're also allowing their offense to dictate their defense. They're allowing their offensive mistakes to turn into scores on the other end. They're allowing uh, offensive frustration to bleed into their defensive effort when in, in reality, the way to loosen pressure, the way to loosen that and regain the pace of the game is through your defense. I would say this early part of the season, the defense has been the most disappointing part of the Magic. It was something that they reportedly work on a ton. It's something that Jamal Mosley wants to be a focus of this team and to see the Magic at the bottom of the sta- of the of the ladder in terms of defensive rating is extremely disappointing. Um, I said before the season, my my bold prediction was the Magic would finish in or near the top half of the league in defensive rating. That is looking like it's going to be nearly impossible. It's going to be really difficult to do. And maybe that was an unfair expectation with how bad we expected this team's offense to be. Um, but even when the offense has played well the last few games, the defense has not followed it. In other words, go back look at that Sacramento game. That game was played at Sacramento's pace. It was played breakneck speed the way Sacramento's comfortable. The Magic have to find comfort. And when teams are trying to make them uncomfortable, they got to f- regain their center, regain their focus, regain their pace to get comfortable again. And a lot of that comes on the defensive end as much as it does the offensive end. These are big philosophical questions. These are big issues that young teams have to figure out. And the Magic are still trying to figure it out. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the places to download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. You can find us on Twitter. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Of course, uh, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going Today, though, I want to thank you all again for listening to Today on Magic. For Magic Daily, Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Brown again for another episode of Locked on Magic. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast.
Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 